Welcome to Washoe Life. I'm Nancy Lewinhagen, one of the co-hosts of this podcast. My co-host, Bethany Drysdale, is off today, but that's all right, because I do have a different co-host, Tony Lagatata. He's the Chief Operating Officer of the National Championship Air Races. Welcome, Tony. Thank you so much. I'm so so pleased to be here. Really appreciate it. I'm so glad to have you here. Uh, we're gonna. We love to talk about events and things. People making a difference in our community and and all of the things that happen in Northern Nevada and why we love this place so much. Yeah. Your event is one of those signature events that we can talk about here on Watch Show Life. Yes, absolutely. We're such so pleased to be a part of this community. We just we love it here. It's been sixty years. This event's been going on here. It's one of those legacy iconic events, and I know my personally, I'm just blessed to be a part of it and. Blessed to be a part of this community. So thank you so much for having us today. Well, we're going to talk about certainly the event coming up uh, here in a little bit. Uh, it's the final year. This will be the last one. And and maybe talk us through that. Why? And 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 then we'll go into a little bit more history. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So yes, through some conversations with the Reno Tahoe Airport Authority, uh, you know, the decision was made kind of from their side that it was time to um, sunset the event at the Stead Airport. And so we talked through and came up with, you know, hey, this is how it's going to look and that kind of a thing. And final decision was voted on, made by their board in March of uh, 2023. And then we both sent out, you know, our press release announcements that it was going to going to be the end. And as sad as it was, you know, we appreciate that we get to do this big farewell here to Reno with the races. And then also they did include a um, air show license for 2024. So we do have another year where we can do demonstrations and performers and kind of do a celebration of what would have been our 60th uh, national championship air races next year. Oh, next year would be the 60th year. It would year. have been. The, All right. yeah. We've been in, in, the, in here in uh, this community for 60 years, but we lost 2020 because of COVID. We right. didn't have an event that year. Otherwise, this would have been our 60th. How long have you been with the air races? I've been with the air races since 2015. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's it's been an incredible, uh, interesting, fun, crazy journey for sure. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a pilot, so that's not why I got into it. I had, of course, been to the event previously. I'd gone to college here and graduated from UNR in 97, left for a while, came back in 07, been here ever since, consider it my adopted hometown. And so uh, over the years when I was in college and then when I came back, I would come to the races sometimes and just a really neat event. Racing planes is just cool, right? So that was neat, but didn't really get the inner workings of it, of course. And so there's one you know, can, opportunity came up in 2015. Uh, someone who had formerly worked for me in a business that I had owned, his wife worked there, and this job came up, and I got a text or a call and said, hey, there's a job up at the air race. And I'm like, oh, that'd be neat, because I loved what it did for the community, too. That's the one thing I did appreciate is all the people, all the economic impact it brings here. So opportunity to go and do something so unique and 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 cool was just, uh, I had to, I had to do it. So it's just been an incredible journey and being up there, I'm just so blessed. It's such a family atmosphere in general. I mean, we have 1200 volunteers that come from all over the country to make this thing happen. We couldn't do it without them. It's a very small staff, less than 10 people, uh, plus the board and then some, you know, some contracts that come in, but it's a, it's a pretty small staff and then just a really mighty volunteer workforce that, really come in and make this thing happen. And between all those groups, plus the pilots and the crew, um, everyone who comes out and the fans, fans come all over, come from all over the world to see it. Um, it's really an incredible family atmosphere. You know, we call it our September family or our air race family. And it's really amazing that you can get 
tens of thousands of people together and it all feels like a family. Everybody's just pulling towards making, you know, making this thing work and keeping the legacy of such a historic and unique event alive. So what, what will this last event look like? It's going to be pretty awesome. I mean, our participation has been huge from the race pilots and from exhibitors and, and demonstrations. There's tons of interest. So that's been great. The one sad point is that we won't have a biplane class racing this year. That's uh, been kind of in the news recently. But there was, a, there was some litigation that stemmed out of last year's event. It's all been resolved now. So that's behind us. Unfortunately, they weren't able to get accredited through the FAA to race for this year. So sadly, we won't have our seven, one of our seven classes. But the other six are all going to be here. And uh, participation has been so heavy. We're actually going to have more, more race planes here than we normally do with seven classes. So you are the, you're the chief operating officer. What are you doing? What are you doing when <laughs> on a typical day when, when this event is, is up and going? During the event, I, it's hard to even remember at the end of the day what I did during the day, to be honest with you. Um, it's, it's pretty wild, but it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun in a very chaotic way. But it's really neat. You know, it's, it's watching how the whole event is running and there's, you know, little things that come up behind the scenes that I have to handle all day. And it's answering phone calls and responding to texts and emails pretty much all day long. But it's that whole behind the scenes, making sure that the things that need to happen, not only to keep it safe, that's always number one, but also just to keep it flowing smoothly for the fans so that those things that come up, because they do, when you put on this big of an event, issues come up all day long. So it's making sure that those are handled as they come up so that the fans never notice. And so far, it's gone well, and, you know, i just just pleased to be a part of it. What, did, what is it about the Reno Air Races um, in its six decades that attracts people from all over the, the world, I would assume? Yes, absolutely. So it is an international event. People do come from all over the world. One of the wonderful things about it is that it's the only event of its kind in the world right now. There is no other multi-class um, air racing event in the world. There's a couple that have popped up around the states. Uh, Stoll Drag has their own uh, couple of events. Sport class is starting to get into it. Formula One has done some of it. But they're all individual single race classes where we put six, well, normally seven, this year six, uh, classes together at one place. It's the only place in the world where you can see it. And thus, people come from all over the world to Reno to see it. So in the aviation community around the world, somebody says Reno, they're not actually talking about the city generally. They're talking about the air races. I go to other events, and they're like, I've always wanted to be, come to Reno. And they mean, I've always wanted to come to the Reno air races. Because they're racing. Yeah, right. exactly. It is the racing that puts it on the map for sure. And is that um, when it started six decades ago? Was that, was that how it started? Yeah, so there had been a long um, sort of hiatus for uh, – Unlimited and Warbird Racing from the late 40s, if I remember correctly, until we launched in 64. During that time, uh, the smaller classes, the Formula One and the biplanes, were allowed to race, but there had been a crash in the 40s uh, with an unlimited racer that had uh, Warbird that had kind of paused everything for a while. So the resurgence was Reno in 1964 out at... Um, I always forget the name. Um, <laughs> Sky Ranch, out at Sky Ranch for the first two years, 64 and 65. That was the resurgence of the unlimited class, the World War II Korean era warbirds that were out there racing. And that's kind of, that's what made it so unique from the start. You know, there were a few other races back then, but over the course of time, they faded away and Reno's the one that's held on. So, 
And you know, you talk about tragedy. It's it's part mm-hmm. of what you guys do mm-hmm. of what of, of these events. How do you how do you talk about that? How do you deal? I mean, clearly, everyone knows, and they come back. Right. So this is it. Is it is it the the group of pilots that mm-hmm. continue on? People like yourselves that do the events. How do you get through that? You know, it's interesting. It's. Uh, you mentioned it's going to be part of it, right? Anytime, any motorsport and really any sport in general. I mean, soccer players are, you know, they're dropping dead in the middle of games from time to time. Now it's, it's a part of the risk when, you know, risk is part of any sporting event, but especially when you get into motorsports, those who are part of it understand that there's risk um, to themselves. So we, we of course hate losing anybody. Um, It's, Safety is number one for us in everything we do, and we work with the FAA to make sure that we are doing everything that we possibly can to be the safest event possible. Um, keeping it, of course, away from the fans is priority number one. Uh, and then aside from that is keeping all our racers safe as well. So, you know, last year we lost somebody on Sunday. that uh, was heartbreaking. For me, the last time we had lost anyone was 2014, so actually last year was my first experience with losing somebody out there and that was it was really hard i mean it was hard we lost a member of our air race family you know it's tough um but you know everybody tends to talk about 2011 which is when the crash happened that did affect that's the one the one that did affect fans and it was a terrible tragedy i mean it was it was terrible but we did everything we worked with the ntsb and the faa coming out of it we had identified anything that came up that you know, could have maybe prevented it or whatever it may have been. You know, there were adjustments that were made coming out of that to make it as safe as possible um, to make sure that never happened again. And we're confident that that would never happen again. Uh, but there is still risk to the pilots out on the course, out in the places, you know, out on the north side, like where he was at. Um, they understand that's part of it. And it, and it, it, like you say, it's a it's a community of pilots. How many pilots do you have in one given? Let, let's say this year, how many pilots? We're typically have? between 150 and 180 pilots that come out, and that's that's your primary racers, and then there's always al- alternate pilots on some of the planes, and then we also have performers too. Yes. So we also have mil- we always have military performers, and then we have the civilians. So when you add them all up, it's somewhere between 150 and 180. This year, it's closer to 180 because it's a real heavy field on the racing side. Sure, that's a lot of people, and and obviously a passion for something that they absolutely, all love, absolutely, as well as the fans, absolutely. And going back, you know, to the fans, just to kind of wrap up on the safety side of thing that we were talking about. One of the most incredible things, and I wasn't here at the time, so I didn't get to experience it firsthand. But even years later, I've been able to experience the people that were actually directly affected in that crash in 2011. A great, a great number of them continued coming and they still come. I mean, many came the next year. They just love the event so much. And I've been privileged and blessed and just like, I don't even know how to explain it to be able to meet some of those folks, sit down and talk to them and be invited to, you know, kind of their little cheers to those that they lost that year and that kind of a thing. And it's just, it's just a testament to that family feel in that family atmosphere of this event that they just keep coming back. It's pretty, pretty it's awesome. It's a love. It's a love yeah. of a, uh, and a, of a sport of a, absolutely. you know, and, and, and that shows, like you say, with the people that come out every year. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. So you've got, you've got a lot, a lot of, down the pipeline for this year. Um, what, 
And and how many people did you say you're expecting? Do we expect? And we talked about how many pilots, but how many fans? Yeah, how many fans will we see? Well, we're typically between 100 and 120 thousand total attendance. So okay. that's you know somebody comes event. multiple days, they yeah. count as you know if they come twice, they count as two. Uh, it's u- unique attendance is usually around 65 to 70 thousand. We're expecting a, a pretty big spike this year. We're expecting expecting to be well over 120 in total attendance and probably closer to 80 or higher in unique attendance attendance. This this town is going to be very busy that week. That's for sure, and it's going to be it's going to be awesome. And and I have to ask you. Uh, as we talked, as we met right before we recorded, you're not a pilot. I am not a pilot. No, I love this event. I've always liked flying. And, you know, like I said, airplanes racing, it's, it's just cool. Um, but no, not a pilot. I got into it for, you know, just the kind of cool factor of what it is and what it does for the community. And, you know, sort of fell in love with it from a family and that just also it's the family aspect, but it's also what it does do for this community. Cause like I said, Reno's, I kind of consider my adopted home. So I love this community. I love this place and I love what the event does for it. So I love being a part of something that also gives back, you know, that, you know, the UNR study that we did in 19 showed a hundred million of economic impact that goes into our community during our event. And I, I like being a part of that. I love being a part of something that does so much for us. What do you think is next for the Reno Air Races? Do you, I mean, I know this is the last year, the way it, for racing, correct? Yes. But yes. You, you, you spoke when we, when we began the conversation that you are, they are going to have an event next year. Yes. So the license uh, that we signed this year does, uh, with the Air, our airport authority, excuse me, does include a air show license for next year. So that is in the plans for next year to do an air show. We're seeking out teams, hoping to get like the Blue Angels out here. That would be nice. They haven't been here since 2016. And have a nice big, you know, celebration next year and do an air show. Um, that would be a shorter event, but it, it'll, be, it'll be really cool, you know, and be really fun. But on top of that, we do want racing to live on. So when it was announced... Uh, we had about, I think it was 38 actual other locations reach out with interest uh, in hosting the event in the future, which, you know, we didn't expect to have that many just off that announcement. It was, it was a pleasant surprise. And it wasn't until June that we finished our RFP and got that sent out. And we sent it to the 38 that it inquired, plus, you know, posted it for any others that hadn't. And so that would, that, you know, weeded out some that maybe as they looked at the requirements can see that they can't host the entire thing. They may not have the airspace or the two runways or the hotels or whatever, all the shopping and all the stuff that it, that it takes in order to host an event of this magnitude. Um, so it narrowed down to about a dozen that came to two bidders conferences that we held in June and July. A lot of interest came out of that. And actually, we just closed our um, bid window. And I believe it's a half a dozen. It ended up wow. bidding to become the next home of the national championship air races. So, you know, I can't go into locations at this point, but we are down to that point now. Now it's time for us to strictly focus on our event next month because right. it's huge and it's important and we want to make sure we do it right. And then once we finish the event, we'll pick up, uh, pick up where we left off with those folks and start really doing the research and the investigation and all the site visits and all that stuff to figure out what's going to be the best home. So you guys aren't letting any grass grow under your feet. Clearly, you're you've got a vision and you're moving on. Pretty much, yeah, absolutely. You know, when we started looking at uh, relocating, we knew that 24 was going to be really difficult to try and do an air an air race in 24. It's too big of an event to move 
unless all the factors just worked out perfectly. So we always targeted 2025 as the okay. as the next uh, air racing event at a new location. So that does give us time to be working on that and also be planning an air show for next year and then be getting the site ready for the first racing event in 2025. So that is exciting. Um, as far as what is going to happen in Reno and what's going to happen to the Reno Air Racing Association, because that is the 501c3, um, we don't know yet because we don't know what's going to happen with that new location. You know, there's a chance that we could stay here and be the Reno Air Racing Association and run that event uh from here, that's definitely a possibility, and it's possible that you know the business factors involved are not going to allow for that. So we're kind of waiting until we get down the road a little bit further to see what happens with all that. And in the meantime, tell us about the event this year: dates, times. When should we? When should we be going out there every day? I'm sure you think. Oh, of course, yes, yeah. So in the <laughs> meantime, um, our event this year is September 13th through 17th. That's Wednesday, Wednesday through Sunday. Um, Start at 8 in the morning, finish around 5 every day. Uh, it's going to be incredible racing. Some historical racers are coming back. Some really, really neat stuff. The planes that were there at the very first one in 1964 are coming back and competing this year. So it's going to be pretty incredible. Uh, we're also, we'll have the A-10 uh, demonstration team from the Air Force. We'll have the F-18 demonstration team from the Navy. We'll have several uh, um Civilian performers out there. Sorry, my brain left me there for a second. <laughs> but we'll have several uh, civilian performers out there, including a historical P-51 called the Thunderbird, and it's really neat. It won the Bendix race in 1949, I want to say, and it's going to be out, and it'll actually be, it won't be racing, but it'll be doing some performances during the event. So you can get tickets at airrace.org, and the one thing that I will throw out there is we highly encourage ride-sharing, taking Amador shuttles, hotel shuttles, whatever you can figure out this year, because uh, parking our, our paid parking lots are pretty much sold out, and they sold out about over a month ago. So we do suggest as much ride-sharing as you can do, and uh, just come out and have a blast, because it's going to be a really, really fun event. And don't wait to buy tickets. Get and out and tell, tell us again where to go. Airrace.org. And Tony, should we bring you like some Red Bulls or something? To, how do you get through it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the grace of God, I get through it. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. I love your passion. And we hope that I, I know this year will be a great one. And thank you for coming on and sharing your time with us, Tony. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having us. And thank you for listening. If you have any ideas for Washoe Life, you can email us at washoe311 at washoecounty.gov. And until next time, thanks for listening. 